Hello there, this is David Thrussell from the band Snog. You're listening to, and this one's introduced by, where the artist introduces tracks from their album with Dr Gonzo every Wednesday night at 11pm on Community Radio 3CR. Dr. Gonzo, and this one's introduced by is a 60-minute program where we listen to tracks from an album introduced by the artist who made the album. Thanks for listening, and this one's introduced by David Thrussell is a poet trapped in the body of a hillbilly, a hopeless romantic hidden in the twisted frame of a dark electronic musician. Late at night, Thrussell fantasises that he actually lives next door to Hieronymus Bosch in medieval Europe and hallucinated the whole dreadful modern era while suffering from acute ergot poisoning. We're not entirely convinced that this is not the case. Mr Thrussell is also a philosopher whose comments are insightful and illuminating. Dr. Gonzo is pleased to present David Thrussell, introducing the tracks to two new releases over two weeks. The first, the 30th anniversary remastered edition of Snog, Lies Inc., is an album that changed the face of industrial and electronic music forever and launched a bunch of troublemakers to harass EDM freaks around the world after a German record label machinery stuck out their neck and released the album in 1992. The following week, David Thrussell introduces the tracks from the LP compilation Hillbillies from Hell Omnibus, which has a limited edition of 666 copies. David Thrussell joins Dr Gonzo to present the album Lies Inc., the 30th anniversary remastered edition by Snog on, and this one's introduced by, on Community Radio 3CR. Hello, this is David Thrussell here. Uh, I'm from the electronical music groups, Snog, Black Lung, Soma, and a few other things, and a number of other projects and various things that I busy myself with. I'm sitting here in the bush, actually, with Dr. Gonzo. Uh, We're going to talk about the reissue of the very first Snog album, that album was and is called Lies Incorporated, Lies Inc. I actually purloined the title Lies Inc. from a Philip K. Dick book of short stories, uh, a somewhat obscure Philip K. Dick uh, book of short stories. I was a big fan of Philip K. Dick, you know, as a, as a teenager and uh, in my early 20s, I read every Philip K. Dick book that I could get uh, my hands on. You know, I was interested in that sort of dystopian view of things and that strange interaction between uh, humans and technology that he chronicled so very, very well. Uh, so that's where the title came from. Straight purloined it from Philip K. Dick. And I thought it summed up Lies Incorporated. It actually summed up the sort of dare I say, the themes of the album, or certainly the ideas of the album anyway. The album was originally released in Germany and Europe in 1992. 
Then it was uh, subsequently released in Australia and the US in 1993, and then Japan and a few other places after that. Some of these songs had, however, been kicking around for quite a few years beforehand, as is the nature of especially your first record. You know, they've been kicking around for quite a while, actually. So even when we recorded them, they some of them felt a bit long in the tooth to us, but the world uh, had never had the pleasure of hearing them before. Um, and, you know, I mean, I have to be honest about this. When, when I use the word songs... Some of them are not very songy songs, you know, like they're kind of, it reminds me of that term that people use, song poems. You know, they're a sort of a lyric, me grumbling away and complaining away over some drums and a bass line and a kind of an arrangement and stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you can call anything you like a song if you choose to, but, uh, you know, these were just inside the boundary of songs, some of these tracks, I think. Anyway, the first track on uh, Lies Inc. was a song called Spermy Man, which was uh, one of those tracks that had been kicking around for a few years. You know, like so many bands, Snog had formed from a bunch of friends. Uh, You know, I was going to art school at the time. I became literally an art school dropout. Uh, I dropped out of art school because I realised... With six months to go, actually, that what the hell was I doing going to voluntarily going to school? You know, I hated school. I hated everything about school from day one. So why the hell was I choosing to go to school? So I ran screaming out the door with six months to go and accidentally fell into DJing and music. I don't, I'm not a particularly musical person. I certainly was not a trained musician of any kind. And that is why, you know, some of what we did was um, not particularly musical. You know, you don't have these ch- uh, the big chord changes going into choruses and bridges and things these uh, like that. You know, this is, in its construction, I think the music was, um, you know, you, you wouldn't hear it if you listened just to the style of the music. But in its construction, it was quite sort of punk or DIY or whatever you call it, because... I certainly had absolutely no idea what I was doing, zero idea, and just had a bit of technology to take the place of conventional instruments because that's all we could get our hands on and that's all that I could certainly use. Snog at this time was myself and Julia Burke and Tim McGrath. Jules was actually an incredible pianist. uh, an amazing pianist actually, and Tim was pretty good on the bass and the drum machine. And I didn't had no particular musical skills of any kind whatsoever, but I had a bunch of ideas. So we sort of slapped something together, and it seemed to work in a kind of fashion. We did a bunch of shows, you know, the small shows around Melbourne, and, you know, small numbers of people liked it, but nothing particularly was happening. So uh, we decided, Jules and I decided to go uh, to Germany, actually, because no one was interested in Melbourne, particularly in what we were doing. Uh, we we had this vague idea, you know, Germany being the home of, you know, Kraftwerk and, uh, you know, various other electronic music type things. We uh, had this idea that there might be a better reception there, which there was. People were more interested. And so the first track 
on the album was a track called Spermy Man. <clears throat> it was one of those songs that had, had lying around for a couple of years beforehand. We'd played a lot of, uh, we'd played it many times at many different shows. You know, the construction of, of it musically is pretty simple. It's a, a drum machine and a bass line and a kind of a chorusy bit and uh, me ranting and raving over the top. The lyrics were somewhat directed towards a friend of mine who uh, had some annoying habits, I thought. So anyway, this is Spermy Man.
Okay, so the second track on Lies Incorporated is a song called Corporate Slave, um, which we still play to this day. Um, It's, uh, you know, I mean, in some universe or some stretch of the imagination, you could describe this song as a hit if you wanted to. Um, We had written it a couple of years before we recorded it. It started as best I can remember with the lyric and I I was vaguely aware I, you know I was certainly no expert but I was vaguely aware of kind of chain gang songs and work songs and this sort of history of that kind of music very vaguely aware of it and I liked that kind of thing and I wanted to do you know a chain gang song but all you know in this sort of electronic idiom that we liked so you know I wrote this pretty simple chain gang lyric you know because I felt then and I still feel now that to some degree in our societies quite a large degree I think really you know we're all to some degree on the plantation still we're all tend to be working or enriching or subject to or controlled by somebody else or something else so I wrote this lyric about that called Corporate Slave. I don't think it's changed very much in the interim. In fact, I think it's possibly got worse. So we wrote this song. We had a couple of tries at recording it, uh, which didn't work out very well because we didn't really know what we were doing. And um, the studios that we went to had never had any experience with this kind of music before. So we uh, stuffed up a couple of times and then we got it right with our friend John Phillips who I and we owe a debt of gratitude to uh, for making this first Snog album happen and making it uh, listenable. So we ended up in his, uh, John's studio in St Kilda, Pigpen Studios, where we got a, you know, a, a listenable version of Corporate Slave. We thought it was a great song. I thought it was a great song. You know, we, we would drive around in our friends' cars playing them the tape and it would, we thought it was great. Uh, but no one was the slightest bit interested here. You know, we tried to play it to a couple of people, I think, and no one was the slightest bit interested. But when, uh, about two years after we actually recorded it, we ended up in Germany with, you know, a tape of that song, and we played it to the first record label there that we could get hold of. And they actually laughed when they heard that we were from Australia. They thought that was hilarious. Um, they actually asked if we sounded like in excess or midnight oil. And I said, well, not exactly either. You know, then they sort of laughed again. There's a lot of laughter going on. But any, ultimately, they played the tape and they actually really liked it. And um, it was released as our first single in Europe. Um, and then we, you know, came back to Australia and just do what we do and, you know, blah, blah, got on with the... Uh, the drudgery of everyday life and uh, then later one night obviously because they're on the other side of the world I got a phone call from your the head of the record label Machinery Records in Berlin and um, uh, you know he rings up at three or four in the morning or whenever it is and he goes ah oh, David uh, you know uh, great news and there was this strange noise in the background and I couldn't understand I thought it was like a international telephone artifact or something and I said, uh, what's that, you're, what's that weird noise in the background? And he said, oh, that's champagne corks popping. 
you know? And I, and I went, why have champagne corks popping? And he goes, your, your uh, corporate slave has been um, picked up by MTV Europe and they're playing it every hour. MTV Europe is playing corporate slave uh, every hour. You've got a hit, you know? Uh, you know? And I went, we've got a hit? And he goes, you've got a hit, dummy. Yes, it's a hit, you know? And that's why they were popping champagne in the background. There was, and there was sounds of merriment and whatnot. Anyway, um, you know, then in a, in a sort of small, in a sort of underground way, people around the world, you know, not everyone, obviously, some people around the world know this song. Um, yeah, this is Corporate Slave. There is no America. There is no democracy. There is no America. There is no democracy. There is only IBM and ITT, Union Carbide, and Exxon. There is no America. There is no democracy. There is no America. There is no democracy. There is only IBM and ITT, Union Carbide, Oh. 
on Lies Incorporated is a track called Born to be Mild. Yes, it's my, you know, like low rent pastiche of Born to be Wild. I noticed even at the time, I mean, I guess this is the early 90s because this is the 30th uh, anniversary reissue uh, I've got in front of me of Lies Incorporated. It doesn't exactly feel like 30 years. I mean, some of these songs actually, as I've been saying, are older than 30 years, quite a bit bit older you know but you know time flies anyway uh track three is born to be mild i at that time and i don't know if anyone cares anymore it might not be relevant but at that time i i was noticing this phenomena of uh you know what you could call the 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 yuppie these are these these were things i had never noticed before these sort of uh affluent and highly materialistic people who are sort of obsessed uh, with materialism. I'd never really noticed these people before. I'm, I'm sure they probably existed, but I, I'd never really encountered them before. And then all of a sudden I saw these people everywhere. And uh, so, you know, I wrote this sort of, um, you know, bargain basement lyric pastiching uh, what I th- thought were these, you know, kind of yuppie materialistic kind of people. Uh, and that lyric was born to be mild. Honestly, I'm going to sound pretty cynical right now, Dr. Gonzo, but um, I think that's become almost everybody now. You know, the people that, that sort of infection, that kind of illness, that sickness of materialism has only kind of spread. And uh, in my jaundiced view, it's kind of afflicted almost pretty much everybody now. So, you can't really, uh, it's not so easy to identify, you know, uh, demographics like yuppies, for example, because everybody is kind of like that now. Anyway, that's my jaundice view. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, this is Born to be Mild. Anyway, uh, track three on Lies Incorporated. There is nothing wrong with your television set. There is nothing wrong with your television set.
Incorporated is a another sarcastic song. Sorry about that. Sorry about the sarcasm. I actually try and uh, hold on to as much of my jadedness as I can, but it does escape on occasion. So track four is a track called "Real Wise Yuppie." Similar theme to "Born to Be Mild." The track before. Okay, I admit it. Yes, it's true. You know. You know. I mean. I guess in hindsight, I didn't realize it at the time, but in hindsight, I would see Snog, and I do now, but I didn't understand this at the time, but I'd see Snog as really a kind of cabaret band, you know, a cabaret band with a drum machine and synths and a big PA, you know, like uh, I see these as kind of cabaret songs, Um you know, they wouldn't be out of place. Uh, you know, they're kind of sarcastic songs that, you know, you probably, some of them you probably shouldn't take too seriously, you know. Um, you know, they're, they're meant as, as jibes and provocations. So Realize Yuppie, musically, we absolutely just plundered this Massive Attack song which had been a big hit and i actually liked the first massive attack record i think it was called blue lines the song uh i can't remember what the song was called it's a long time ago now but you know delving into it um i realized that massive attack had completely plundered their song from was it bill withers or one of these 70s soul guys you know They'd stolen the drum break from him. They'd stolen the the bass line from him and the chords from him. It was one of these, some 70s soul guy. A friend of mine had the record and said, oh, you should listen to this. This is like that Massive Attack song, exactly, you know. So we plundered their plundering of this 70s soul guy as a kind of, you know, parody, I guess, as sort of a satire, you know. So that's Real Wise Yuppie, track four on Lies Incorporated.
track five on Lies Incorporated is a, a what I think is a slightly interesting one. It's a track called Soma Time. So obviously, uh, I've always, you know, for a long time, I've been interested in the word soma, which I know it has different meanings in different languages and different cultures, but I get it from Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. That's where I know the word soma from. It's the drug that they give people. It's this sort of uh, to, you know, make them happy or at least make them satisfied and um, or, you know, obedient or, or quiet or however you want to describe it. If, if you want to know more about what I'm talking about, go ahead and read Brave New World. I, it um, has aged well, I think, that book. Uh, anyway, so this track is called Soma Time. I, you know, I envisage it as a sort of a, a celebration of uh, compliance and obedience. Uh, it's one of those tracks which I, I really enjoyed doing because it was live in the studio. So we had some pre-prepared like keyboard parts and stuff i think the drum sound was played live in one take and the the samples were played live over the top and the whole thing was done live in one take in the studio and there were all these it's an instrumental so you don't have to hear me groaning and complaining away over the top so you'll probably be fairly relieved about that and it's just one of those tracks where it's a magical moment. It can be a magical moment where you had all these synchronicities. So all these things, some of them quite accidentally, honestly, uh, completely fell in time. So the track sounds all kind of in time, and but it was completely live and just quite random, really. So um, that was a happy accident. That's track five on Lies Incorporated, Soma Time.
you're listening to David Thrussell from the band Snog, I am giving you the lowdown, the breakdown on the Snog album Lies Incorporated. It has just been re-released in a 30th uh, anniversary remastered LP with a CD included in the package, etc., etc., etc. Yes, uh, this record was roughly released 30 years ago, a little bit more than that. And we're up to side two now. And uh, side two uh, begins with a track called Shop, which was a single from this record. Because I can be, I've been kind of cheeky and retrospective here, and I've used a remix of Shop on the uh, the reissue uh, because I actually prefer the remix uh to the original version, which now, to me, honestly, sounds kind of stinky and lame. Uh, so, and I've had one or two people complain about this already, but I've booted the original version off the album and I've stuck the remix on. This was a remix that we did uh, with uh, Ross Healy and Simon and Tristan, uh, his bandmates in a band called This Digital Ocean. I have a vague memory of doing this at their place, at their studio. Um, it was very much uh, influenced. Um, you know, I had spent some time at this stage. By this point in Berlin, I'd been to the Love Parade, you know, nightclubs there like Tresor and Valfish and Planet and these kind of places. And so it was a homage, a loving homage to this kind of Berlin techno sound and at the same time a kind of parody of it and a parody as well at the same time of this kind of consumerist uh, kind of urge. Um, so we wrapped all that up into one track. Uh, this is Shop by Snog. This is the uh, a remix of that from the album Lies Incorporated. Thank you. 
Okay, track two on Lies Incorporated on side two uh, is a track called Make My Day. So, lyrically, uh, this was, um, you know, heavily influenced, may I say, by, um, you know, I was a big fan of the Judge Dredd comics. Uh, used to read a lot of those. I liked their, uh, you know, their dystopian humor and it was also highly influenced by the film robocop which i loved uh you know i thought it was very funny and i thought it was very prescient and relevant and they're all good things i mean i i liked this com this combination of uh you know some sort of strong critique and strong ideas mixed in with a kind of a dark humor is a thing that i definitely uh like and yeah I, look i we loved the robocop film so we, honestly we've got some samples from the robocop film oh my god please don't sue us after all this time come on it's been more than 30 years leave us alone and the, you know the lyric was a kind of a riff on sort of Judge Dreddy, Robocopy kind of stuff, you know. We had, in the, in the band, especially Jules and I, had very much 
listened, cut our teeth listening to a lot of uh, Jim Thurwell, a lot of Fetus and Wise Blood and this kind of music. So there's definitely an influence of that stuff in here. Nowhere near as good as Wise Blood, but we gave it our best crack. Anyway, this is track two on side two of Lies Incorporated. Make my day. on side two of Lies Incorporated is a track called Control. Uh, honestly, it's a pretty simple track, um, but it, I feel like it kind of works. Like um, simplicity is a thing that I'm, tr- it's a place that I'm trying to get to in music. If you were to accuse me of often making pretty crowded and dense music, I would have to uh, plead guilty to that charge. But I am trying to simplify my music and make it have less elements and be more minimal, but have have it uh, with stronger elements. Anyway, way back then, more than 30 years ago, we did a track called Control, and it's a very simple track, but I kind of liked it because it was so simple and I felt like all the individual elements were pretty strong. It's just got like this synthy bassline thing and a, and a drum beat and a kind of sampled noise thingy, riff thing, and then me complaining over the top. That's basically it. You know, it's not, um, it's not Mozart 
let's go that let's put let's be honest about it um but it kind of works um you know the lyric as i'm trying to make plain to you is pretty simple but it does come from this idea that i have and other people have as well uh i have noticed in my time on earth that um if I may be so bold, the the uh, what a friend of mine used to call the elite controllers, uh, the master manipulators, you know, the people behind the scenes, the people pulling the strings, the people in control, blah, blah, blah. However you want to describe this control structure, whatever terms you might want to use, I do think that there is a control structure. Um, and I've noticed... This is my observation that one of the best weapons, one of the best tools, one of the best instruments of the control structure is fear. And I have noticed in my time that there's always something that the media in particular and and other facets of society are pumping out that people need to be frightened of at any given time. The various points I've made up terms for this, you know, the, uh, the fear rubric or the architecture of fear or however you want to describe it but there's always some narrative that's being pushed onto the public that they need to be frightened of something uh and as far as you know basic armchair psychology goes frightened people are always more obedient they tend to gravitate towards authority and they tend to gravitate towards the state. So this very, very simple lyric, I admit it, is somewhat inspired by that larger and more, you know, interesting and and complex idea of the architecture of fear. Anyway, this song is called Control.
All right, here we go. Uh, track four on the second side, on the B side of Lies Incorporated, the 30th anniversary remastered LP, is a track called Bank. Yes, uh, we were going for simple titles, um, fairly simple con- uh, um, concepts. I was interested. I mean, at the time that we wrote these songs, and that's a while ago now, um, as far as I knew, I'm sure I'm wrong, but as far as I knew, there was a paucity of people writing songs about everyday things. You know, uh, you listen to pop music or, you know, so-called independent music or, or whatever, and a lot of the lyrics tend to be, you know my girlfriend broke my heart or my mum was mean to me or I feel, you know, alone or blah, 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 whatever. And that's all fine. I don't have a problem with that. But I wanted to do something in a way simpler than that, but also more immediate, I felt, in some ways, and a bit drier too and a, a bit more sort of arch than that. So I wanted to write songs about going to the supermarket and going to the bank and things like this because these felt like actually fairly fundamental parts of life that nobody would, as far as I knew, I'm sure I was wrong, but as far as I knew, nobody was really exploring these in music, you know, these these sort of pedestrian, everyday aspects of life, like going to the bank. So uh, we wrote a song called Bank. The lyric is a sort of uh, whispered, dark ode about, uh, you know, dealing uh, with uh, the coalface of commerce and the machine. Uh, musically, you know, all the drum sounds were little cheeky samples, sampled from here and there and then programmed and um, the riffs are, are pretty simple. It's um, it's not Mozart, um, but it's a kind of effective in its own way. Anyway... This is track four on Lysink Bank.
here we go, Dr. Gonzo. The moment you've been waiting for. The last track, track five on the second side of Lies Incorporated, the 30th anniversary remastered LP reissue. Uh, This is another cheeky one because this wasn't on the original album, but I've swapped out a, a, a track that I didn't like and I felt didn't really hold up. I've been all retrospective and uh, revisionist about history, and I've swapped in this track, which I much prefer to uh, the one that I left out, and it's a, okay, I'm going to admit it now, it's a fake live track. Okay, so this track is, okay, look, uh, look, don't tell anybody, but this is not live, it, we put we 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 marked this as uh, snog live at the Hammersmith Odeon, a famous venue in London. That's all fake. It's all completely fake. It's I mean uh, in our defence, it's show business. I mean everything's fake. It's all fake. It's all pretend. Everything about show business is pretending. You know where you can see some band on stage and they look all edgy and they smash up their gear and, you know, they're all full of angst and blah, 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 you know, and then they go home and, you know, eat some crumpets and put their feet up and, you know, have a hot toddy and, you know, it's all, uh, it is by its very nature pretense. That doesn't mean that it's fake necessarily. It may be real, but pretense. There's that great expression from, Alan Moore, I think it was, at the start of uh, V for Vendetta, was it? Artists use lies to tell the truth. I really uh, appreciate that saying. I think it is excellent. So everything about art is a, a pretense. You know, it is it is charade on some level. Of course it is, you know. But the best of art is trying to tell you some fundamental or some sort of eternal truth through that anyway so this live track is a a supposed live medley of real wise yuppie and born to be mild recorded live at the hammersmith odeon i remember back in the day hearing people announce this like they thought it was real uh, on the radio which i loved um but i'm gonna let you in on a secret it's not live it was just us in the, the studio horsing around look the vocal uh, is a one take wonder i'm just freestyling and watching the you know uh, jules on the piano and and you know trying to figure out when i should finish and what's going on and whatnot uh, it's a total one take wonder i thought it worked reasonably well here it is the last track on side two of the snog lies incorporated uh, 30th anniversary reissue this is Real Wise Yuppie and Born to be Mild in a medley not recorded live at the Hammersmith Odeon. Thank you. Good night.
Thanks for listening to an episode of And This One's Introduced By. I'm Dr. Gonzo, and I'll be presenting another artist with another album next time on This One's Introduced By. Catch you next time. Well, hello there. This is David Thrussell from the band Snog. Please support Community Radio 3CR. Get involved and find out more at the website at 3cr.org.au. I hope you enjoyed David Thrussell's introductions to the songs from the 30th anniversary remastered edition of Snog's Lies Inc., an album that sounds as strong and as relevant as when it was originally released three decades ago. David Thrussell is a musician with varied musical tastes, as evidenced by the Omni Recording Corporation's releases, which is the name of the record company he owns. Which brings us to next Wednesday's radio show at 11pm, part two of the David Thrussell feature on And This One's Introduced By... A new compilation of wild and crazy country tracks, Hillbillies in Hell Omnibus, an encyclopedic compendium of Hades' greatest hayseed hits. So here's a taste of next week's show when David Thrussell will explain some of the madness behind these country shockers. Too Many Pills by RK Blue and the Blue Cowboys. Zero Jones, who's wrestling with Satan, and Eddie Nowick's ultimate murder ballad, Psycho. Thanks for listening, and please revisit next week for the full Hillbillies in Hell experience with David Thrussell, with me, Dr. Gonzo, on 3CR. Listen to them ring He was doing no so good With his music and his songs Till one night he took a pill And from there he went wrong Nightclubs he played all the time And partied every night a different song, a different woman Beneath those shining lights A pain inside was burning strong From all those many thrills Too many girls, too many parties And too many
other side of town Lies this country musician Who really got around His friends have all left him Still a party every night They don't really miss him Beneath those neon lights his fan is out there a plan He's sick as he can be The women, the pills, the whiskey All haunt his memory He turns and he tumbles In a room that he just fills His insides are fading From too many too many pills, that's what the doctor said When early this morning he pronounced him dead Beware you musicians of all those many thrills Too many girls, too many Parties and too many pills I said too many girls Too many parties and too many pills I've been wrestling with Satan Fighting all my life Wrestling with Satan Lord, I'm getting tired That old pro knows every hole And I'm just an amateur You've got to help me, Jesus Cause he ain't fighting fire Here comes another miniskirt Lord, see what I mean and there's a country honky-tonk Hear them guitars ring Oh, that old devil knows my weakness, Lord It's women, wine, and song You got to help me, Jesus I can't beat him all alone I've been wrestling with Satan Fighting night and day Wrestling with Satan Trying to get away I'm headed for destruction, Lord Tell me how to win It's hard to hear instructions, Lord With hot lips haunting in Here comes another miniskirt Lord, see what I mean There's a country honky-tonk Hear them guitars ring Oh, the devil knows my weakness, Lord It's women, wine, and song You got to help me, Jesus I can't beat him all alone
can Mary fry some fish Mama I'm as hungry as can be Oh Lordy how I wish Mama You could keep the baby quiet Cause my head's killing me I seen my ex last night Mama At a dance at Miller's store She was with that Jackie White Mama I killed them both And they're buried Under Jenkins Sycamore Don't you think I'm psycho, Mama You can pour me a cup If you think I'm psycho, Mama Better let them lock me up Don't hand the dog to me, Mama I might squeeze him too tight And I'm as nervous as can be, Mama But let me tell you about last night I woke up in Johnny's room, Mama Standing right by his bed With my hands near his throat, Mama Wishing both of us was dead You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? I just killed Johnny's pup You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? You better let him lock me up You know the little girl next door, Mama I think her name is Betty Clark Oh, don't tell me that she's dead, Mama Why, I just seen her in the park She was sitting on a bench, Mama Thinking up a game to play Seems I was holding a wrench, Mama Then my mind walked away You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? Didn't mean to break your cup You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? Mama, Mama, why don't you get up? Say something to me, Mama Mama, why don't you get up?